0: Uh, playoffs Uh, playoffs don't talk about playoffs you kidding me
1: playoffs i just hope we can win a game you know what it is welcome to another playoff edition of the fantasy freestyle where we put the fun in functional fantasy content i'm your host the spitting statistician dane martinez and my man maddie modica is with me as always matt i hesitate to ask these questions at times because nobody wants to care about our fantasy teams but i am still alive for multiple championships and i can only imagine you are too how you doing happy
0: holidays uh yes uh happy holidays merry christmas um It was a good week. It could have been better. Uh, I got at least three of the four main event teams that were in the overall in the FFPC. are Looking really good. Uh, one of the Fantasy Pros, which is their version of the online championship mm-hmm. in the NFC. One of my uh, teams put up like uh, 175. So that one's right in it. But there was a couple, you know, that just died. And that's going to happen, you know. It's nothing you can do, you know, when you don't have Tyreek and some right. other guys, you know, and everybody's got to go through that. So, I mean, it's it's just tough. It's you know, we get down to this point of the season and then it becomes Ty Chandler season. Yeah, it's, you never know. Which right. was great. I mean, I mean, if you have him and I had him in a couple of spots. So, yeah, if you didn't have him, you know. And you never know, things like the Raiders defense,
1: for goodness sakes, can upset your entire season worth of work after what they did on Thursday night. The other thing I find, and I'm still alive, you know, I won a couple of first round playoff matchups, had a buy in a couple of other places. What I always hate, Matt, and I almost put it on social media because, you know, I had a buy, And for me, what that means is unquestionably one or two of my studs are going to get hurt. Hello, you know, on the week that I had to buy not using them, and then I don't get them for this week. Uh Jamar Chase, come on down. You are the player that I've been relying on, on one of my teams, and he will, it looks like with that shoulder injury, not be able to play. But we are here on the Cloud 10 Podcast Network trying to get you ready for week 16 in most leagues. It is the semifinals this week, so let's get on into it. What we're going to do like we did the last couple of weeks for the playoffs is trying to give you permission on, you know, It's okay to trust your gut. It's okay to go with certain matchups. You know, the rankings are things that you should not necessarily be beholden to. You need to, you know, have your own kind of thoughts and actually, you know, trust your gut to swing big. So, for example, last week, Maddie, I remember telling people that I was in on Devin Singletary. And what did Devin Singletary do? He, uh, 26 carries, 121 yards, another 49 yards in the air. He winds up RB7. On the week, I said the same thing about David Njoku as a tight end that I really liked, despite his ranking. He scored a touchdown over 100 yards, 10 catches. He was tight end two of the week, only behind, I think, LaPorta, who had three touchdowns. So these are examples of you got to trust yourself. You got to go with it. And it could come up smelling like roses at times, Matt.
0: Yeah, I mean, you look at the weekend and you look at Zach Moss, for example. We'll start, Mm -hmm. start there. How he was set up for a smash game. And he got hurt. Right. And the two guys, Sermon and Goodson, come in and they just, you know, 6.3 yards of carry. I mean, Zach Moss should have had like a 30-point game. So, I mean, from Saturday, just real quick, Ty Chandler, mm-hmm. it's great that he's going to finally, you know, took an injury for him to get this opportunity. The head coach finally came out and said he's going to be featured. I don't know what more they need. You know, they should have saw that before right. Saturday. Uh, I, I mentioned Moss. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is him He right. is the fact they need to ride I'm not saying Montgomery isn't good And he shouldn't be used But Gibbs is the guy That's going to get them to the uh, promised land If, if they're ever going to get there That's from Saturday And of course I just have to say Laporta The yeah. guy is just a dream He really is uh, So I mean those are like my quick takes there mm-hmm. I mean you could add uh, Addison in there what a hell of a game. Uh T Higgins in that final m- minute. I mean, I had a uh, I had a same game parlay with like Chandler over 11 and a half yards and Higgins and Addison over 39 and a half. And Higgins dropped that ball right before the half, which was 40 yard pass. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think it was hit. And it paid handsomely. So I was yeah. grateful for that. So, yeah, I mean, you're going into this and you're going to make mistakes. And you're going to, but you got to have, you got to, you just got to go with it. And I'll advise here, don't make the late swap. Mm, Because you're going to mess it up. And then you're going to kick yourself
1: one way or the other. It never works out, right, Matt?
0: Yeah, me and my partner, Jason Anthony, we were deciding on the flex between Kincaid and JSN. And Gino wasn't going to play. And I figured the Bills would be throwing in this game. You have to score points and throw more. Obviously, it wasn't the case. They that finally the case. letting James Cook, riding him, which is the reason they're in this situation, to be honest with you, because they didn't use him in the first half of the season. So you're going to make mistakes. We swapped out uh, JSN for Kincaid late Sunday morning. That's a major mistake. We put up 171 points in the NFFC primetime uh, you know, overall tournament, and you know, we should have had yeah, that a guy like McManus, who's been money all year. This kicking he missed four kicks the whole season, right? They were two long field goals a 50 yard or a 55. He misses both, that's like over 10 points. So, you know, a, a week where you scored over 170 could have been 200, and that's right. a huge difference, especially in uh, that format. So, like I said, I my advice is. Don't make the late swap. Can't do it. Trust your gut
1: and then let it sit and let the chips fall where they may. There are going to be surprise performances. There are going to be injuries, unfortunately. It's kind of like when you're playing poker. You get your money into the middle when you have the best chance, right? And then sometimes you get rivered or sometimes something winds Mm -hmm. up happening, you know, and you have to just trust the process, as the Philadelphia 76ers once said. I will say this, though, Matt. If people have been with us on Fantasy Freestyle all season long, we have been having that exact discussion on Ty Chandler in Minnesota, I remember bringing him up in the middle of the season being like, could this be a thing when when you're in your fantasy playoffs, it will be Chandler, who is the lead dog in Minnesota. These are some of the long-range things you have to think about in the yeah. middle of the season to get you ready for weeks 15, 16, and 17 in that potential.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was you know, from the preseason. And, oh, yeah, and you were fading Madison. And, hard. I, and Chandler was a guy, you know, I drafted on like 90% of the teams because of his price, but you had to cut him. You know, you was really somebody you could hold on to. Well, for and- a while, we thought it was going to be Cam Akers, remember? For a while,
1: there could have been even Cam Akers in that backfield that ascended over Madison. But we knew Madison was ripe to have his job kind of in jeopardy. They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. Let's get into it. Well, let's do it one more time here, Maddie, as we go into the semifinals. Mm-hmm. Let's give people what they need permission to make some of the tough calls. And I want to start, I'm going to start at the running back position, okay? Sure. I'm going to give you a guy that I have more trust in then most maybe, and then a guy who I am actually going to fade or would not want to put in my lineups, even though he may belong in the top 24 or five in the rankings. A running back I've been talking about all season long, who I've had growing faith in, have been trying to show that he is the lead dog on his team, is over in Carolina. Give me more of Chuba Hubbard, Matt. I believe in Chuba Hubbard. They're playing the Green Bay Packers. Listen, Chuba, 22 carries. 87 rushing yards, he's had at least that amount. In his last three games, we talk about how few and far between workhorses are. Chuba Hubbard has had 22 or more carries in his last three games. He's had two or more catches in seven of his last eight. I mean, he's the lead dog. It is not Miles Sanders who got the big free agent contract. We know this. You can trust it. You can put faith in it. They're also playing against the Packers uh, this weekend. And Green Bay allows 138 rushing yards per game. That is third worst in the NFL. They also allow even more when Green Bay's on the road like they will be in Carolina 161 yards per game on the road for this Packers run defense I think Chuba Hubbard will be the focal point I think they will try to run against this and I think Carolina is going to be more run heavy the other reason is because Bryce Young can't really do it Um, only 24 attempts last week I know that they were in the rain but he hasn't thrown for over 200 yards in their last 7 games we've been fading this Carolina pass offense for a while even talk about how Adam Thielen fell off a cliff we don't know about Jonathan Mingo there are reasons to not back this Carolina passing game but I think you can back the Carolina run game in this one against the Green Bay Packers defense and I like Chuba Hubbard he may be ranked lower in some places people worried about Miles Sanders I am not I have faith in Chuba Hubbard I am starting him in semi-finals
0: this week Matt you play to win the game Carolina is you know a team I've of- Tried to avoid a, a road feeling the first half when he got right. hot. Uh, I mean, yeah, Hubbard, I would endorse. I went a little deeper with. Oh, please do. I wrote, but a little spoiler, we'll get to it. I'm back in on Adam Thielen this week, and we'll explain why. Okay. Uh, I got, he's just outside this top 24 list we're working off of. Sure. I mean, Ken Walker, it's at Tennessee, which I was avoiding. I watched this Tennessee game. Versus um, Houston, versus Houston, and it was a fantastic week for me. Gambling was—I needed it. <laughs> the last couple weeks were rough, and they were up thirteen nothing, and they just—I still can't believe they lost that game. <laughs> it, it still amazes me. And Kenneth Walker's a guy, even against this uh, defense. I think this team is done now. After last week, the, the quarterback—I don't think right—and that was—I mean. That was the end in, in my eyes. And it looked like Walker last night just reemerged with that role. They said it's the healthiest he's been all year. Uh, an incredible win by Seattle. Mm-hmm. Keeps them alive. So I, I'm going to ride him. And talking about that, you know, since we're talking about it, Singletary is a guy at home. I'm going to ride against Cleveland. It's, uh, you know, the Cleveland Road defense versus the Cleveland home defense has been Boy. two different animals this year. Uh Singletary just gashed them. And like I said, they, they had a very stout run defense that just was uh, you know, like I said, he gashed them. So I'm backing on Singletary. Uh another guy is DeAndre Swift. Hmm. They're playing the Giants. Uh, you saw last night how they wanted to really establish the run. The sure. Eagles. Uh I think the Eagles, this is a must-win game for them. I mean, they're still in the playoffs and could win the division, even if they lose on Sunday. I just think this is a game where they get right. Mm-hmm. You know, the DeVito story and all that was great and yeah, yeah, But DeAndre Swift got tackled on the one twice. I
1: think he might be the league leader. Like, it sets up the tush push and the brotherly shove so many times over the
0: last year. But, I mean, it's because Swift is getting tackled at the one all the time. And the the first one was by the defense. The second one, Kelsey kind of tripped him up as he went. Right. He tripped over his leg. So that and who's ever running back for the Colts. I don't know if Taylor is going to be back this week. But if Moss comes back. But, I mean... Just go with the Colts right now. And, Let me ask and, you something on that,
1: because I I know about the running back room. Pittman also got banged up this weekend, yeah, right? So That was, that was some hit. That it was, was, was a nasty hit, okay? But I'm asking you for selfish reasons. I told you I've got Jamar Chase now who's going to be down, and I'm thinking about what do I do to plug in, right? My bench-wide receivers are not the best. I'm talking about guys like Zay Jones who got banged up himself, guys like Romeo Dubs. I don't know what's going to happen with Watson. I'm looking, and I see – you know some of these Colts receivers. Would you believe in a guy like Downs, uh, this week coming up because Pittman may be down, the run game may be hampered, and I'm,
0: you know, I'm searching for answers in some tight spots that I'm in. I mean, Downs is the guy that when he got injured and he got, kind of got banged up, and he hasn't been the same since. But when, if Pittman doesn't play, they're gonna have to rely on him, at, you know, as one of their pass options. Got to think the game plan Downs into this. Is it something I, I you know, I'm going to feel confident? Absolutely not. But you sure. like said, you're in a position, and this is a huge game for Colts. That was a mm-hmm. huge win for the Colts. They should have blown them out. I mean, they could have blown them out even further. I mean, the, the Steelers look like a team that's, you know.
1: Yeah, just, dead I mean, man walking, to be quite honest. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to be talking about some Steelers a little bit later on in the show. Let me give you one running back, though, Maddie. that I'm going to fade here. Um, it's Devontae Williams. Um Last week, I was actually on other podcasts, and I was given a prop out. I gave his under 51 and half rushing yards as a prop a lot of places. I thought that his role in the run game was heavily dependent on game script. I thought they would be down to Detroit in their third straight road game, and in fact, they were. Um, Javante Williams only ran for 27 yards, had negative 7 yards in the passing game. They were down big to Detroit, but I still – don't think it gets much better. They face New England this week. New England has the second best run defense in the NFL, and they're only kind of middle of the pack against the pass. I think Denver is going to try to pass against New England. I think we're going to see a lot of P. Ryan. I think we'll see some of Javante in the passing game as well, but I think his run game and his opportunity is something I might fade going into fantasy this week. He's also only had one rushing touchdown all year, so in an environment where you could always get bailed out, as you like to say, and it looks a lot different if they get that touchdown. Javante Javante only has one rushing touchdown all season long. I think Denver kind of had their run in the middle of the season. They got hot, won five out of six. But I think they are going to kind of return to uh, form in some level as well. I'm reminded of Denny Green saying, they are who we thought they were. So I'm fading Javante Williams this week. I'm looking for other options in the run game in fantasy.
0: If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I definitely like the analysis, and but here's the thing. Uh, the Patriots defense, like you said, the last couple of months, they just, you cannot run on them. You yep. cannot run the ball. And uh, when we get the quarterbacks, I'm in on Russell this week. Mm. And, uh, we Russell this week. Mm. and Javante, and I don't want to start him. If you had to do a desperation start, in the passing game, as you mentioned, is where, because that's what they're going to have to do. They are. And we saw last week how the Chiefs did it against the Patriots. Yep. And Chiefs catching passes. They did it on the screens. And I think this is going to be heavily game planned. Yep. That way, uh, you know, Courtney Sutton, I mean, they're going to have to throw, as you mentioned. And Courtney Sutton's going to get his. And maybe even Judy, who could have had another big. He seems the last couple of weeks, this guy should have blown up and he just. I mean, the game against the Chargers was a lot of his force. There was, uh, but so that's what, way I'm looking at it. You can't run against them. They have a three headed monster, and I think the screen game is where Denver is going to uh, focus their offensive tactics on. All right, but I agree. I mean, I wouldn't want to start. Uh, I wouldn't want to start him. Conf- you know, start him or be confident yeah. By- I think it's a bad matchup,
1: and, uh, you know, like you said, he does still get work um, in the passing game, but, you know, if there's rushing props again, this New England defense, and and I do think they're going to be more passing,
0: like you said. Russ may cook a little bit. Yeah, the problem is it's – if I knew it was just him, I'd be more confident, but he's got Piran. You're going to have Piran there. You're going to have – yeah. You know, so that's, you know – It becomes something – of
1: a three-headed monster. You talked about Pittsburgh a little bit and how, you know, bad body language we've talked about, how it doesn't look or sound right. Even Tomlin is grasping at straws a little bit. So I want to go over to the wide receiver position, Matt. And quite frankly, the wide receiver I am fading that is in the top 30 in the ranks that I want no part of this week is Deontay Johnson um, against Cincinnati. Listen, we've talked about what, what Pittsburgh looks like. I'll give you that Johnson actually scored a touchdown in three games in a row. Problem is that was with Mitch Trubisky. Under center and Trubisky did heavily target Deontay Johnson. Now they're moving to Mason Rudolph for goodness sakes here. Rudolph, the red nosed reindeer on Christmas on Christmas weekend. It's his first start since 2021 in November. He's only had 16 snaps. He's got a career 11 touchdowns up. Um, excuse me, 16 touchdowns up against 11 interceptions. I think it's a downgrade for all of the Steelers, their wide receivers, all of their pass catchers. But here's the thing. The Cincinnati Bengals also, their run defense is horrible. Their bottom five run defense. And what I've seen recently, especially since the OC switch, Matt, is they're going hard with Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. Check this out. Um, in the last, in the last um seven games, Warren and Harris have combined for 25 carries a game. Okay, that to me says Pittsburgh is becoming more run heavy. You throw in Mason Rudolph, you throw in that it's probably the better matchup to attack Cincinnati via the run game. And I think these guys on the outside, Deontay Johnson and Pickens, quite frankly, and his sour puss and his deleting things on social media, I think these Steelers wide receivers are fades. And I'm calling out Johnson because I know some people may be buoyed by the fact that he got into the end zone the last three weeks. I don't expect it again this week against the Bengals. I'm fading Deontay
0: Johnson from the wide receiver spot, Matt. Cannot play with him. Cannot win with him. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue with it. The only thing I'd say is he's really like, Pickens is just not there. True. I mean, he's just, you see it on the one-yard line, again, doesn't even try to block. Doesn't block. Yep. I mean, Warren's trying to get in the end zone, and he's like not even attempting a block. So, I mean, he's really their, their only thing. But, I, I you know, I agree. I mean, I wouldn't want to start him if I had to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm just – I'm curious from th- this aspect. I mean, how did the Steelers show up? You know, they got three guys in the secondary out. Fitzpatrick's out. The other guy got suspended for that, for that terrible hit. Uh, and they got another injury. And they just look like a dead team. Yep. And you know, if any team, the Steelers need to trade up, get a quarterback next year, change this offense, the, this 1970s offense, can't keep going. Listen, what, what if it's
1: Pittsburgh that winds up with a Kyler Murray or a Justin Fields type in the offense? Yeah, well, you know, possible? something like that.
0: You, you know, I mean.
1: A Kirk uh, Cousins, so, you know, you never know. We talk about the, the merry-go-round. It can't
0: continue like this. I mean, it, it, it just can't. You're playing like caveman football. I just
1: hope we can win a game. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think it's going to continue like that this weekend, and so I want no part of them in my semifinal or final or playoff fantasy lineups. Uh, Matt, at the wide receiver position, are there any guys you want to boost up or encourage mm-hmm. people to, uh, you know, maybe uh yeah, I, this week?
0: The guy I want to focus on is Adam Thielen this week. I've been hmm. saying the past few weeks he's pretty much unstartable. Uh, last week he did lead the team in volume. He should have had a touchdown. He dropped. That wasn't on Bryce Young. In the rain, but. I mean, he just dropped it and they're playing the Packers, as you mentioned. They're coming off a win. They have no no right winning. Uh, Ritter threw that pick, mm-hmm. which just eats it. Stuck, they get the field goal, they win the game. Most they are,
1: by the way, Matt, just to interrupt you, sorry, they're going to Heineke. They're going back to Heineke, the yeah, Falcons are, yeah. this weekend. So that's amazing. He deserves
0: to, to be benched for that. I mean, you, you had to do it. I to, so the way I'm looking at it is Green Bay's defense. You know, outside of you know, a couple of games where they were really getting the pressure on the quarterback, but I, I think you know, Carolina at home, they want to see things from from this kid, and his last week was a monsoon against Falcons. Right. But his average depth of target has been going up the past couple of weeks prior to that, so I, I think this is a spot for Thielen. Even like Mingo, you know, just on volume that he's been getting. If you're desperate here, but Thielen would, would be my guy that. I'm going to call him a little Lazarus week. He was, Ooh. He died, and now he's back He's back, back. to life. Uh, the other guys I have, I mean, Baltimore, I, I don't know how to figure this team out in the passing game. It's just Every week, it's somebody, right. I think this is an OBJ week. Okay. I think, you know, this is a huge game. It's Christmas night. Oh, yes. and the dude loves the spotlight. And he's been playing a lot better. I mean, I, I think he only had one catch this past week. Or you know he really wasn't involved, but I, I think this is a game they're gonna need him. And you know he it's it's I, I know it's the Niners' defense, but this should be a great game. I mean he's a guy that's you know a a deeper pick that I'm gonna look at. And in Seattle, you know your locketts, your JSN. I mean I'm hoping that after JSN made that insanely great catch how, off the fingertips. Over the shoulder, stayed in bounds, won the game. Uh, you know, I will not be benching him this week. I'm, uh-huh. I'm hoping you know the the Tennessee secondary is terrible. Uh, they had a pick with two minutes to go, and Dalton Schultz like took it out of the guy's hand on the two. The game would have been over. I again, I still don't know how to type <laughs> this game. Uh, so yeah, you attacked that. And one last thing, the deepest sleeper. I just want to mention the guy. Right what now. you got? Is Jamison Williams. Mm. Uh, uh, once they threw to him in that first series a couple of times, I don't think he caught the he caught the ball. He had like two targets early. I played uh, you know, was like over 19 yards or something. Some something in the teens. And he got seven targets last week. He ran 72% of the routes his season high for him and 113 air yards. I think this is a guy that if Detroit's really gonna be In the mix for anything, which I don't know if they are yet. I mean, I I really loved them this week because Denver was playing. Here's the thing with Denver: that was their third Third straight road game, and that's always a a trend to follow. So I just wanted to mention Jamison Williams. So that's my one mistake. I think that's fair. And uh, I'll give you one more here for Odell.
1: I looked at the San Francisco defense in terms of fantasy. They are fifth best in terms of not allowing points to the running back position. They are sixth best in terms of not allowing points to the tight end position. However, they rank 23rd against the wide receiver. So if you're going to attack San Francisco, it will be on the outside. This could be an opportunity not only for Odell, but for Lamar and Todd Munkin to kind of show that they can go mm-hmm. outside and attack from outside
0: the numbers as well. Go ahead, Matt. Uh, just one thing, just just a reference. Not a, not a, He's he's up in the ranking. Sure. But Rasheed Rice mm. has arrived. Yes. Uh, again, this kid did it. He ran for I think for the first time this season over ninety percent of the routes. Uh, I mean, I don't know how they can throw another pass to Kadarius Tony all year. Oh, God. Steinmore, mercifully, has been put on IR, So, you, you know, I mean, this is the kid. It should be him, Kelsey, make MVS, you know, run down the field. Your deep routes, the, right. Yeah, do the wind sprints to, you know, drink up. <laughs> but uh, I just had to mention Rice. Yeah. And- He's a guy
1: that we have been talking about. We knew someone would ascend to be that kind of second pass catcher to support Kelsey. And it really has been Rashid Rice. Let me give you one more wide receiver. And this is a guy that, you know, is probably lower in the rankings that I would in fact start. Um I'm going over to Green Bay. We've been talking a lot about this Green Bay-Carolina game in Thielen. I brought up Hubbard earlier on. I'm impressed, and I now have growing confidence and trust, Matt, in Jaden Reed. Um, This is a guy who, listen, 13 or more fantasy points in five of his last six games. He's been a top 10 wide receiver in three games over the last month. He's scored a touchdown in five of his last six games, two of them, and I think this is really important, two of them running the ball. They use him in the end of rounds. They use him on the jet sweeps. And that to me just speaks to the fact that he is a part of this offense. If you're looking for guys that are low in the rankings, you're thinking about boom bust. You're thinking about touchdown potential and the fact that he is a significant piece of the offense. Listen, all these guys, Matt, in Green Bay, our first or second year Receivers, right? Mm -hmm. And so all of them, there is room for someone to kind of step up. AJ Dillon is still going to be down, it looks like, with the thumb. We don't know about Watson with his hammy. So I think they are really having Jaden Reed grow into a new weapon. For this Packers offense, his 37 targets leads the team over the last month. His 26 catches leads the team over the last month. And Carolina, their defense, listen, they give up about 25 points a game, bottom five in the league. I think love is improving, building chemistry, this offense improving. And I think Jaden Reed is a real part of why it is. I am trusting Jaden Reed in my flex spot in a playoff matchup, uh, Matt. Yes.
0: I mean, uh, I'll I'll definitely co-sign on that. He is LaFleur's uh mini debo he's Mm. he's basically grooming him in that role and i think next season you're going to see him you know be a lot of helium on uh him as a player yeah absolutely all right let's go to the tight end position here matt and i'm going to start a lot of good options this week
1: yeah and and i'm going to start here and and, you know you gave me props about the singletary call i'm going to give you props a guy i am going to this week is a guy who A few weeks ago, you started mentioning, hopefully you were listening to us as we put the fun in functional fantasy analysis, and you have this guy on your roster. Matt, I'm talking about the New York football Giants and Darren Waller at the tight end spot. Now listen, he only had six targets, but his four catches tied for the team lead for the Giants, and he only had a 42% snap count, Matt. I expect that number to grow. I expect his targets to grow. As you know, we've been saying it all season, you know, despite your love for Jalen Hyatt, there is no real alpha on the Giants receiving core like Slayton, uh, Wondell Robinson. These are the only two guys who have more than like eight catches over the last month. So there is opportunity there. And I think um, you're also going to get kind of a anticipated boost in game script. You were talking about it before. You think this is where the Eagles get right. I agree with you. I think the Giants will be down in this game. I think the security blanket that is the tight end position will be featured um, in this matchup against Philly where the Giants are 10 and a half point underdogs. And I think Waller, you know, this is a guy who was in the top five going into the season and forgotten about. So you can get him in a spot where the game script will be there. There's no other kind of target monster in New York. I'm okay. Even if he's outside the top 10 or 12 in your rankings, I'm okay with Waller starting him in a pinch this week in the playoffs.
0: I want winners, yeah, I was looking at this uh from the thing we're going off of here and yeah. like outside of the top ten mm-hmm. I think it was like a handful of guys I really like this okay year. tell me uh I mean I think you can go back to Kincaid. Mm. drop two passes as I pointed out on the uh on the telecast he was wearing uh the wrong gloves and he changed gloves okay. and look. Josh Allen threw for 94 yards. Yeah, I know. They just, they well, just they didn't have to. They, they, just, they just kept on
1: punching Dallas in the mouth pretty yeah, much. I mean, they ran for like 225, and, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, he just he just shoved. So, I mean, Cookie just shoved, and they were right to keep giving it to him because they couldn't stop it. And so, I mean, I go back to Kincaid. Uh, Cole Komet, I think, you know, this week they're facing Arizona. He's a guy that, you know, outside of Moore, he's basically the... The other pass catcher you want on this, this offense, sure. and then the three other guys that you know they're at least in the, these rankings are pretty low. That I I would start all three. Dallas Goddard, mm-hmm. I think he's gonna. You know, I think they're gonna get him back. You know, they tried last night. I think it even continues again. Uh, Ferguson, they're gonna go to this guy this week. Yep. I, I think he's gonna be a focal point. I mean, obviously, CD Land, that's a given. But I think getting Ferguson involved versus Miami will be uh will be crucial for them. And lastly, Kate Hotton. Hmm. I mean Baker is just bowling right now. He there. really is. Uh, I mean I think the Bucks at home, I'm seeing in some spots where they're an underdog. I think they take out Jack.
1: There I last I saw they were a two-point favorite, but maybe that's also because Trevor Lawrence is still now, you know, unknown. Mm-hmm. Last I saw, Tampa Bay was favored um going into that matchup against the Jags, but it's only like
0: a point or a point and a half. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I, I you got to get bigger props this year mm-hmm. by him. but yeah, those are my tight. I think you got a lot of options this week is what I'm basically trying to say, yeah, fair enough. one t- one tight end though that I would not go to,
1: okay, with everything on the line. And listen, I know he has actually scored a touchdown in his last two games, Matt, but I would not necessarily be so quick to keep Isaiah likely in your lineup. You just mentioned it when we talked about Odell. I said mm-hmm. how. this Niners defense great against the run good against the tight end guys like Fred Warner running around the field covering tight ends and stuff and 23rd to the wideouts I agree with you more Zay Flowers more Odell more Bateman I don't think this is likely's game I just don't think they're dependable against San Francisco that San Francisco defense you know second in the league giving up less than 17 points a game and it does look like the way to attack them is on the outside so I think to your previous point this is more of an Dell game, obviously also the kid Keaton Mitchell, another guy who we were on early here on the fantasy freestyle, it is a shame he's going to be out for the rest of the season after proving to be dynamic so Justice Hill, Gus Edwards will be in the backfield, but I think this is going to be more wideouts to your point about Odell and less Isaiah likely, so some of those names you talked about, the Comets, the Fergusons of the world, I too would put in my lineup over the the fill-in in in Baltimore for Mark Andrews, I'm fading Mm -hmm. Isaiah likely
0: forget about it let's go to the quarterback
1: okay and i'm gonna be real quick uh, let me be real quick there's one quarterback that i like that really needs to be considered you brought him up about three minutes ago matt it's baker mayfield like you know i think it's interesting the first part of baker's career it's almost been easy or in vogue to kind of shit on baker right? You know, to fade Baker, Baker, uh, his record with the Browns or that he bounces around or even those damn progressive commercials. It's almost like easy, low hanging fruit to kind of not believe in Baker, but Baker Mayfield, I mean, last week, first of all, 381 yards, four touchdowns against the Packers in a matchup. That really made the Bucs look like they could be the team that wins this division. And then, honestly, he's been a top 12 quarterback, Matt, seven of the last nine weeks. All right? Jacksonville is bottom five in pass defense. They give up over 250 yards a game passing. And quite frankly, and and, and Matt, I remember saying this to you at the beginning of the year when we were doing the draft boards, when I talked about Baker as a potential QB2. Never in Baker Mayfield's career has he had... A duo like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin to throw to. You see Godwin with the ten catches. We tipped our cap Godwin to Mike. Final team, Thank game, right? And so, <laughs> listen, I say you can start Baker with faith as a QB two in your playoff matchup this week, Matt.
0: Yeah, I mean for me, it's I, I put down two. I, I, you know, was looking really deep here, and like I said, I mentioned it earlier, Russell. Yeah. I think the screen game is going to be heavily, uh. I think Sutton will have it. You know, will do his thing. He's been he's been a beast this year. I got to give that guy credit. I was out on him, and even Judy could do something. Uh, they're not going to run the ball, as we mentioned. And this is a huge game. As a Bills fan, I'm rooting for the Patriots, <laughs> uh, but I, I do like the, the spot that Denver is in this week. Uh, and Seattle, never mm. quarterbacking for Seattle against the ten. It's at Tennessee. Tennessee yes. plays really well at home. But I think this past week I I think that was the death nail. I mean, Derrick Henry could not have looked any worse. Yeah. He looked Talk horrific and they and Tennessee did the same thing every drive. Hand the ball off to Henry on first down, throw a deep shot on second down, get sacked on third down. It was basically I, it was it was very infuriating. Seattle, whoever it is, uh I I I think they're going to get them, you know. They got walking around the ball and I think the passing game is going to work whoever's that quarterback. If you want to crown
1: them, then crown their ass. Dane and Matt here on the Fantasy Freestyle, helping you win your leagues and win that cash. Matt, listen, we got to talk defenses. Every point matters. I've been telling people for the last few weeks to get yourself organized. Hopefully you have a defense that has been playing well or has a great matchup. But let's just let people know who are some of the defenses that are on your radar, Matt, that have a good matchup that you can maybe plug and play in the playoffs this week.
0: Uh, I mean, I don't think they're available, but if they were, I'm going to go with the Bears. I mean, the Bears defense has been playing really well. I, I love the team. I don't know how they lost that game. They've lost three games this year that are like, you know, un, unfathomable, put it that way. Um, so I would go with them if they are available. Again, doubt it they are, but I just wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. I'm, not afraid of the Cow- I, I'm not afraid to start the Cowboys this weekend. I think the Cowboys – have to be fully motivated after that total destruction in Buffalo. Yes, it's it's Miami, even when Hill back. Uh, you know, in fantasy it's about getting sacks, right. interceptions, and all that kind of stuff. And Miami's gonna put points up, but if you get to tour, if you sack two or three times in a game, his record he's it's got like, it's like one win or just a couple of wins, it's really awful. And I think you're gonna get to two. I I I mean, I really like the Cowboys this week. It's not me just talking as a Bills fan. <laughs> rooting, rooting against them. I just think after that embarrassment, I think it's a big bounce back week. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's always scary. But, I mean, Tua has been like the 25th ranked quarterback since week 7 to 15.
1: Yeah, I think that's right. And we've always talked about if you can get pressure on Tua, how mm-hmm. a lot changes, right? And 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 also, man, how many times this season have we talked about a defense, maybe uh, the Cleveland Browns, for example, who gave up over 30 points in the game, mm-hmm. but Very still... Good but still scored enough on the fantasy side because of turnovers, because of sacks. So that Cowboys defense, they're going to unleash Mike Parsons. He's going to be going after Tua and his medulla oblongata. So don't be afraid of them being dynamic because like you said, if you still get sacks, you still get turnovers, you can still get a scoring defense to be sure. I like the Denver Broncos, Matt. They're playing uh, the Patriots. I like that matchup. And they're, I think, going to be available because they just played Detroit um, this week. So they may be available for you to grab. And also, listen, we've been talking about how Tennessee is dead. It looks like they are going to go back to Ryan Tannehill. I like the Seattle defense. Listen, the Seattle defense just kept the Philadelphia Eagles under 20 points, albeit at home in a primetime spot, which is a little bit different. But as they go to Tennessee... You mentioned that Derrick Henry looks cooked. You know, I I can see them trying to just focus on taking away D Hop, and with Tannehill under center, I think they're going to have a kind of paltry offensive output. So I like Denver, and I like Seattle as defenses. You could probably grab this week and start in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I mean, if Seattle is available, they'd probably be like one of my top picks. Okay, I mean, if you if they somebody dropped them in your league, I I, I think the Zappy. You know, their offense, you you, you got to attack it there. It, it's a home game for them, mm-hmm. and it's a huge spot for them. And I'm with you all, 100% on Seattle. Uh, I, I think they're going to get to the quarterback, and as well as Tennessee has played at home, as, as you mentioned, I think they're dead, as you said. I cannot play with them. Cannot win with them. Cannot coach with them. Can't do it.
1: Matt, I got to tell you, it's been awesome running back fantasy freestyle with you this season. Everything from the draft boards that we were helping to set up, people going position by position, giving people waiver wires to look for, and also trying to get people ready for the playoffs in terms of sit start. I think this season, hopefully, if people were with us, they are still live in their playoffs, and you know, we gave them what
0: they need to win their leagues and win that cash. All in all, it's been a good season, Matt. Yeah, I I definitely think so. I hope it helped people. I hope they enjoyed the show, and uh, I've. I think we did a good job. Uh, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and the way to measure
1: that is how many people are still asking us questions this week and next week, because that means that they are still in their fantasy championship. Over the winter, over the spring, I think Maddie and I will be back, not every week, but periodically we'll drop episodes in the feed. So if you subscribe to the pod, you will know. We'll do things like talk about the coaching changes and what kind of impact that may have on styles of play and players that may benefit from that. We'll talk again when it comes to free agent season and kind of some of the player moves and what that could mean for your dynasty leagues or how that impacts people's stock up and down. And then, of course, when the NFL draft is getting going and it's top of the headline news in late March and April, we'll be talking about that, giving you our thumbnails and some of the rookies, some of the best fits, and some of the fantasy implications here in the NFL. But I agree, Matt. It's been a great season. And so I'm signing off for the last time here in 2023. I know you will likely be able to help people with their championship week. We'll uh, stay focused for that. And remember, just be subscribed so that whatever happens in this Fantasy Freestyle show, you will get what you need to win your leagues and win that cash. So for my man, Matty Modica, I am merely the spitting statistician. This is another edition of the Fantasy Freestyle. Like, follow, subscribe, drop that review, and hopefully you are still live and get what you need to win those championships. We'll be back next week. Well, Matty will be back next week. I'll see you on next year. We are out of here. Peace. Hello, you play
0: to win the game.